0: You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2022 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love. Thank you, Lord, that you have so many wonderful ideas. And we just ask for those ideas for our minds to be enlightened and enlarged and inspired, Lord, so that we can reach others for you. And we thank you that you want to do this for us and with us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right. Just a couple of review items. First of all, if you need one of my ministry cards, I like to call it a ministry card because I don't run a business. I run a ministry. So right here, finding joy for eternity. It has my contact information on the back. Write your name right here. Um, And then also somebody asked again about the bags and the cards. If you get my ministry um, card, you will have my website findingjoy4eternity.com. There you can find many resources. Some of them are these cards. Not every card is there yet, but you can download for free and print many of the cards. Or if you don't have a printer or you just don't want the hassle, you can also order them and pay for it. There's other resources on there too. As for the bags... You can, where I get them is um, Amazon, cause I get them in bulk. I just, you can just Google if you want, four by five reclosable bags or baggies. And that will come up. Um, Amazon has them, fairly cheap. You could look elsewhere and see if you can find them as well. If you do order glow tracks from the conference, if you ordered a hundred, they would give you a hundred bags. So that's an option as well. So I think that that is all put your name right here if you want to be in the drawing all right we'll go ahead and get started and I just want to say before she comes up my daughter is here she's canvassing this summer but she came early they'll be here this weekend but she came early because she spoke in the youth tent last night and so I said I switched to my presentations from today and yesterday because I wanted her to be here today to share some of the things that I'm going to share because she was actively involved in them. And it's inspiring to hear young people Amen. share how they're sharing. Amen. So, all right. Today's topic is called to serve to. Yesterday was called to serve. <laughs> so as you've seen this week, um, serving others and reaching out is really flexible, I mean, it can be really anything that the Lord inspires us with. It can, it can look a lot of different ways. There's really no set method or formula that you have to stick to for going about it. But there's one basic thing that will help you. You want to know what that is? That's it. It's prayer. And that might seem like a kind of generic answer, but I'm just really serious when I say that is the prerequisite that you need. Because some of you have said, you know, I'm not creative. I can't think of those things, but... I am not the only one that the Lord gives ideas to. He will give you those ideas as well. I really can't claim any credit for the things that you have seen here this week. All of these ideas have come from the Lord, and many times I have thought that the Lord just couldn't outdo himself, but he always does, and he always has more ideas, more things to share, and so... It's really neat, and He can do that for you as well. In Testimonies to Ministers and Gospel Workers, it says, "...the Lord is willing to reveal to you wondrous things. Pray most earnestly for an understanding of the times in which we live, for a fuller conception of His purpose, and for increased efficiency in soul-saving." The Lord is so full of a knowledge of how to turn people's hearts towards him. And he just has a storehouse of creative ideas as well to reach people. And so he will reveal to you exactly what you need to know, exactly what you need to do. You just need to be willing to follow through and do the things that he reveals to you. So today is an extension of yesterday. We talked about specific people groups yesterday, like our neighbors and our church members and other people. Today we are going to talk about our community at large and some of the things that we have done in our communities. So one time when I was at the beach, I had not this shirt on, but a different shirt. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was a a shirt that had... Some talk of Christianity. It was very clearly a Christian shirt. We'll take just a break here and get situated. If you just came in, make sure that you put your name on a piece of paper up here. All right. All right, so one time I was at the beach, I had a Christian shirt on. Anyway, somebody was walking by, and they said, hey, I like your shirt. And that was the first time that it really had dawned on me that, hey, people actually wear or read what you wear, what you have on. They notice the things that you have. And so it just made me start thinking about that. And I thought, hmm. I want to get, what, what kind of a shirt do I want to get? I want to get some shirts that have messages, Christian messages on them, so that people can read them, and, I, you know, I don't have to say a thing. And so this is what I came up with. I was like, I really want a shirt that says, how can I pray for you today? And so I got this shirt, and the first time that I wore it, it was 4th of July. And I went to the parade, and you know there's people all over, and you wonder, will anybody even notice? Well, somebody did. And this was the first person that I prayed with, and then it was really, really neat because she had questions about prayer and sh- what it was. And then I also, oh, this lady also is um, studying to be baptized right now. She has, she has um, a lot of struggles um, in her family, some addictions, things like that. So she really needs our prayers right now. But this was just one of the seeds that was planted in her life And we just had a really nice time talking together right there at the parade. And I decided whenever I wore wore that shirt that said, how can I pray for you, that I needed to be carrying these tracks that say talking to God or talking with God so that I could leave them with something as well. So you just get on the internet and you scour, you know, Christian shirts. There's all sorts of shirts out there that can be a witness uh, for the Lord. And that was a really fun experience. I haven't worn it yet now that it's gotten nice, so I need to need to get that shirt out again. All right, so we've probably all gone to the nursing home and in the last couple of years, I know that nursing home visits have changed entirely. <laughs> you haven't been able to do a lot, but we there. I think that there will come a time and we've been back a little bit. Um, but not only do we go and sing, we also like um, to take different things for either the workers or for the, Residents there and these socks we took one Christmas when we were going with the school We would go every month to the nursing home. We would sing or we would do we did a Christmas program once and um, One time at Christmas we took these socks. They had little grippies on them and we gave a pair of socks to all the residents there And not only did we take something for the residents there But we also took this goodie pack for all the workers there because They work hard oh man, those people work hard. So we just wanted them to know that we just really appreciated the work that they were doing. And I have heard recently, it's kind of hard, this is very much a ministry where you plant a lot of seeds. We don't worry about that though. The Lord is the one who brings the harvest. But I have heard, oh, I was going to say that I move because my husband's a pastor. We move every so often. So I don't always get to see things that might happen later. But I've heard, that one of the ladies that worked at this specific nursing home actually started attending a revelation seminar and started coming to church. So, you know, we can't say that we converted her, but we definitely planted seeds, and we were there sharing God's love and doing what we could to be a witness. Another thing that we have done for the nursing home, this one was so fun. we Now, it came from a sad situation. It was a lady that passed away, but her husband didn't want to just take the flowers home and have them die, so he donated all the flowers that were sent for her funeral. He gave them to the Pathfinders and the Adventurers. And so we divvied them all up and we, had, we got 51 vases because there were 51 um, beds at this nursing home. And we, So we divot them all up. We put a card, a little tag attached to it that said in honor of Mrs. Wow. Pat Clayton and the year she, that she was alive. And anyways, we took a vase to every bed, every resident at that nursing home. And oh, the flowers, you know, animals, children and flowers <laughs> cheer people up, especially elderly people. And so that, these flowers were put to so much better use than, you know, a lot of flowers. A lot of funerals get a lot of flowers, and then they just die. And so these cheered a lot of different people along the way. Another thing that we've done in our communities is road cleanup. This is not glamorous. This is not fun. You have to be, well, at least when we did it, you had to be at least 12 years old. You had to go through a little safety training But when you do that type of thing, if you adopt a highway, there's a little sign on the highway that says, you know, whoever is taken care of. So, you know, your name is out there. And not that we do it for show, but others know that, you know, we're available, we're active, we're taking care of our community. And so if you don't have you, you can't do road cleanup. I know that some places like in Grand Rapids, you can adopt a trail at the Blandford Nature Center. And you can do that just, you know, a one-time project, or you can do it um, every month, or you can just do it once a year, something like that. So there's lots of um, options, and you can definitely work to take care of the earth that God gave us. Now, another thing, I talked to the primary kids last night, and my sometimes, I I, just like you guys, I talked about Christmas one day, uh, holidays, I talked about birthdays, things like that. And last night... Their theme was open your eyes because sometimes, you know, we go about our business around town or everyday life and our eyes are a little bit sheltered and closed to some of the needs and the opportunities around us. And so I said, open your eyes, not like the opposite of walking blind, but just be aware, be looking for places and people that need help. This picture is because I walked into the health department to get some information and I noticed that the bookshelves were empty. <laughs> and so lots of people sit around in there and wait for their appointment or whatever. And so we talked to the lady at the front desk and they said, yeah, they would really appreciate some books to put on this bookshelf for the children that were waiting in the, in the lobby. And so the kids and I went home and we got some of the books that we had at home. And this is what it was like a few days later when we brought the books back. And so just a lot of fun books. Um, It wasn't any big deal, but it was something that we could do to make the waiting of some families just a little bit better. All right, so (laughs) this was so fun. This was quite a few years ago. This was actually a ministry to the church as well as to people outside of the church. So there were... (laughs) Uh, I think there were 5 kids at the elementary school plus my 3 kids. And we came up with this idea that we wanted to invite the the single people of the church to come and fellowship together so that they didn't have to eat alone. And we told them, you can invite a friend. You can bring somebody with you. Didn't have to be a church member. So we ended up having church members. They brought their friends. And the kids made all the food with our supervision and help. You can see they're all kind of young, but they all did a fabulous job. They did everything. There's Elijah, I don't know, he's probably four or five years old, peeling carrots. They made all the food They had fun serving it together. Here's another serving picture. And then Is Edelgard is here today. Edelgard was there because there's a picture of Edelgard in that picture. Anyways, they ate all together. They had fellowship. They had fun. And then here's the kids at the end of the evening singing for them. So they had entertainment as well. And so this was a, you know, an outreach to the church members, but it was also an outreach to the community because we had non-Adventists there as well. And so anyways, we just had a really nice time together. I think we sent them formal little card invitations and everything, inviting them, you know, to an evening together uh, to supper. Anyways, it went really well and everybody had a lot of fun. And then, this has to do with food too, we did something kind of like Meals on Wheels except for it was us. And we got the names of people who might need a special delivery meal at home, whether they were single or whether they were sick or whether they were homebound. And then you can kind of tell by how it's done, it was lots of little kids doing it. But it was beautiful. And then, so the kids put all the food together and then we delivered it to their home as well. And so that was a lot of fun. We've been a- involved in a lot of food activities because here's another one. <laughs> in our last district, the, one of the churches, the Methodist Church in town, had a meal every, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Every Wednesday. And so they looked for other people, other churches, other people, to be involved with helping to provide that. And so our church and our Pathfinder group Um, took one one Wednesday a month, and we provided the food. All sorts of people from town would come, tons and tons of people from town, and so it was a blessing to be able to be involved in making the food and serving the food, and we could eat with the people, so we were involved with them and getting to know them. Um, There was a lot of interaction with this outreach. And then here we have some backpacks. Um, This, oh, I could have added this to a different section, but this was an opportunity where we invited the church to help us fill backpacks. So everybody donated the items that brought, you know, whether it was crayons or markers or papers, you know, whatever it was that we were looking for for this specific agency. Um, They brought all the things in. The kids had fun filling these backpacks. And then we worked with the local agency. The local agency had given us the names. And so... Um, of the people who needed them. And so it's, I just want to encourage you, there's a lot of agency and community services in our area and we want to work with them as well. We want the people, the agencies, the services in our town to know that Seventh-day Administs care about the community and that they love to help and that they're available to help. So don't feel like you have to do everything yourself. You can become a team you know, with the other agencies that are working to do the same type of thing to help others. The next one, I think I told you about this already, blessing bags for homeless people. We did that when we did an outreach um, week of prayer. We've done it just as a family. You kind of have to live in or be going through an area where you think you might see homeless people. But in these ones uh, in particular, there was trail mix, applesauce cups, granola bars, crackers, wet wipes, Kleenex, a glow track, chapstick, a comb, and a handmade card. Other ones have been toiletry um, bags. Other ones that we have done, like if it's winter, you might put a hat, a winter hat, and socks in it. So it just depends on what you're doing um, as to what you want to put in it or what time of year it is. And then this was fun. This is just a simple bottle of Purex laundry detergent. And I think this was actually during Christmas time. And I took this, the kids and I walked into the laundromat and typically, but not always, you know, there's people going to the laundromat that are a little more low income. And so the lady had told us that people come in there all the time and they don't have laundry detergent or they don't have quarters. And so, anyways, we walked into the laundromat with this bottle of Purex, and at this particular laundromat, there was an attendant there um, helping people and doing things. So, anyways, I just walked up her and up to her and told her that we had this bottle of detergent, and it was for anybody. needed to use it and she was just thrilled she just gave me a big hug I don't remember what she said to me but I I remember her hug and I remember her smile and she said that it would just really be a blessing to some of the people that came in there so there's a lot of different ways that you can find in your community to help and they don't have to be expensive they don't have to be um, extravagant just simple things that help people in a practical way All right, so next I want to invite my daughter up here. She's going to share a few things. First, she's going to tell you about a ministry that her and a group of young people have started and uh, the types of things that they have been doing to reach out to their communities.
1: Okay, so some of you may have heard of AYM, Avness Youth on a Mission. Maybe some of you haven't. It st- It is a youth ministry run by young people for young people. Um, we aim at it ages um, 12 to 20, but we welcome families. Um, and our goal through this ministry is to inspire other young people to become on fire for Christ, but then to be able to share that with others um, and to inspire the other young people and anybody else in their lives. Um, so we have biannual retreats, um, long weekends, Thursday through Sunday morning. Um our chapter is in Michigan. Um, There's chapters all over the United States and one in Canada as well Um, and we have um, inspiring messages, we have um, song time, we have meals, we have outdoor activities, we have outreach projects that bless the community Um, and one project in particular we did at one of our retreats. Um, We had a ministry called um kids food basket i think or or kids third meal Um, basically what they do is they provide lunch and supper for kids who would otherwise have no meal Um, because the school provides their school system there provides breakfast but they would have no other meal otherwise so they give these meals to the kids in paper bags but the paper bags are just plain white or brown bags and so they like to have people decorate these bags and so we had Um, a couple hundred bags that we were able to decorate just with pictures this place allowed us to put messages on it like God loves you and things like that Um, and the lady came and she explained how their ministry works Um, I was able when I dropped the bags off at the end of the weekend she showed me some of how they um, how they run their stuff and it was such a blessing to be able to um, decorate these bags for kids because these kids take these bags sometimes and post them up on their wall Um, they keep it because they're so grateful that somebody has taken the time to decorate it and also to give them food. Um, And there's a place in Grand Rapids that does this for kids as well and they feed um, 7,500 kids each day. Um, So there are so many kids who are blessed by this and it's a simple thing just markers or crayons to decorate a bag and it only takes a few minutes. Um, So this is one um, outreach project we did at our retreat. Um, There's a picture of us um, decorating bags. It was so much fun uh, to be able to do that together. Another project we did um, was we were in contact with the community where we were having our um, retreat to see if there was a project we could do to bless that community. Um, and we were able to join them at a dog park that was just being um, put together and they needed help laying sod. Um, so we spent a couple hours out there helping them lay sod down. It was dirty work but it, and hard work, but it was such a blessing to them. Um, I. Somebody else who was there um, told me that they were talking with one of the guys who at first was hesitant because of all these kids who were there to help. But afterwards, he was just telling um, this other young person how grateful he was for hardworking young people who were able to come be a blessing. He just saw Christ in them, and he was just so happy that they were there. Um, So we were there for a couple hours. It was a huge blessing because it was supposed to rain that day, like a lot and it was supposed to rain right over our outreach time and the lord graciously held off our rain and as this group was walking back to get in their cars it started raining Um, so the lord was willing to hold back that rain so that we could um be a blessing in the community we got a lot more done than they expected um you see a couple more pictures here people carrying the sod and laying it out it was heavy and wet um, but they worked so hard and it was Um, a blessing to them. And it was just an example of Christ's love to them as well. So you can see this is the entire area we covered. It was a pretty big area. Um, I don't remember how many young people were there, but they worked fast and hard. So um, that was two of the opportunities we had. One more we had just this last um, April, end of April. We worked with um, the Commission on Aging in Ithaca area because this is where we had our retreat. And we were able to get contacts for people in the community, who um, many of which were homebound or sick and, or elderly, and we were able to do some yard work for them. So it was simple raking, picking up sticks, um, weeding, things like that. Um, we took a couple hours to do that to help the elderly the people in the community. We also took them a little um, container just with some gifts, and um, the Hope and Happiness is a version of Steps to Christ um, as a little gift for them. And we shared this with the people and we prayed with them. Um, And it was just a simple um, and practical way to be able to help people in the community um, and make a difference. We also, on a Sabbath afternoon, we went door to door um, with um, some Steps to Christ and a survey from the church. Um, Everybody went out. We probably had about 75 people, maybe. Um, We had a lot of us. Um, We were doing surveys, offering community services, praying with people. Um, We met so many wonderful people, some of which had contact with the church, so this church was um, known in the community. And when we came back, we had 47 leads for the Ithaca church um, that they were able to follow up with. Um, So it was just such a blessing to be able to have an impact on that church and in the community as well. Um, this This experience was not at our youth retreat. This was in the Upper Peninsula Camp Meeting in September a year ago, I believe almost a year ago and uh, we were in the youth division there was about eight of us I think (laughs) Um, seven or eight of us and we started the Friday with a challenge we went over the story of the talents and what those three men chose to do with their talents Um, the one buried them and the others grew their talents and so we were challenged with a talent um, experience We were divided into two teams, this was the one team. We were given someone to drive us, we were given $50, and we were given all day. And the only thing we were told to do was to bless the community of Iron Mountain. We were given no specific rules or instructions, we were to be creative. And so these two girls and I um, decided that we first wanted to um, grow our money as did The um, two of the gentlemen in the talent story. So we went up to the main auditorium and right as the meeting got out, we went around and we were talking to people and saying, here's what we're doing. Um, Are you willing to help us out? Um, And so, do you remember how much I said we started with? $50, $50, right? We ended within probably 30 minutes. We had $533. (laughs) I was very amazed, praising the Lord, that people were willing to help us out. So... Now we had this money, and we had some ideas on what we were going to do with it. So we started by going to the police station to see if there was anything, anyone or anything specifically that they knew could be blessed or needed help. Um, they gave us a few different ideas of services in town. Um, this is Gino from the police department. He was super helpful in helping us find some um, different projects. Um, one place that we learned about was the Caring House, which which is a domestic violence and sexual assault center. And we decided to bless them with some of the things on their list on their website that they needed, such as food and toiletries and paper um, and hygiene products and cleaning supplies and various things. And we had several carts full of stuff. There's a picture with more carts of stuff. (laughs) Um, And so we were able to take these to um, that caring house, um, fill the back of our little Prius (laughs) and more. Um, so we were able to bless them with that stuff. And the lady who took our donations was so amazed and so grateful. Um, and she was just in tears when we left. Um, we were able to pray with her before we left as well. Um, and it was just such a, be able, a blessing to be able to help them there. Um, when we had been at the police station, one of the things they told us is that they many times keep stuffed animals in their car for when they are dealing with situations with young kids. Um, and so we decided to go back to the police station um, we took them a couple little stuffed animals to put in their cars um, as well as some cookies for the police department to thank them um, for their service and for the community. Um, we put a little card on top as well just and gave those to them as a thank you. So we still had a little bit more money left and we were trying to figure out what to do with it. So we went to our last stop, which was a mechanic service center. And we went inside and there was um, a couple people sitting behind the desks. And I went up and I said, is there anybody here who has a bill for their car that they're paying off that we can help? And the guy behind the desk looked at me and he said, what? <laughs> and I said, we're just here because you know, we want to be a blessing. We want to see if there's anybody that we can help and put money towards their bill. And he was like, OK, well, let me look. Um, it's not a typical question they hear. So he went, him and the other lady there started going through some of the people and talking about who they thought could be blessed by this the most. And they decided on Mary. Um, she is on disability. She'd been saving for a $600 part for her car since February or March, and this was in September. Um, and we were able and privileged to give our last $202 towards her car part. Um, and we were. they were pretty sure that the lady would now be if not completely covered, almost um, have covered her car part. Um, so it was really neat to run into this experience, also because um, we were at campus, Camp Sagola for Upper Peninsula Camp Meeting. And this young man had gone to Camp Sagola for summer camp several years before, like 30 years before. And he was just telling us the memories he had and the experiences he had. And so to be able to um, help this lady and for him to be able to see that we were reaching out and helping the community um, was just excited him and excited us because we were able to reconnect with him again. Um, So that was a super exciting way to just take the little bit we had um, and you don't have to, you know, raise it to over $500 but to start with what you have and to be able to grow that, um, anything can be a blessing um, just to use the talents that you have and resources that you have. Um, Another way that I have been part of in reaching out to the community is canvassing. Um, That's actually what I'm in the middle of right now is a canvassing program. I'm just here for the weekend. Um, So we are over in, uh, my program's over in in Detroit right now, in Warren, outside of Detroit. Um, And so we are going door to door um, Sunday through Thursday with books, just like some of these up here. Um, This one right here, Lessons of Love is the um, desire of a no, Christ Object Lessons, thank you, Christ Object Lessons. Um, There's various other books that we go door to door with, leaving them on a donation basis. Um, It helps us through school, but it's also a great way to reach out to the community. Um, We're also offering Bible studies and community service, things that the church can offer, um, things like that. And praying with people, yes. Praying with people is one of the most important parts I found to be a blessing to me as well. Um, And just to reach out to those people is such a blessing. I remember um, one door I went to. um, This was a rainy day, so they had put us in apartments. And... I usually have a pattern in which I do them, but I walked in and I decided I wasn't going to follow that pattern, and I just went to this one door that stuck out to me. And right, pre- right previous to this, I had needed to go back to the van to get some books, and I'd been talking with my leader. And I'm telling you that because to the second, every deity that happened made a huge difference. God worked out the timing, like, it was crazy. So I was talking to my leader, and I went in, and as I went in, I was praying, Lord, I'm discouraged. I need something to encourage me. I need someone who's interested in helping me and in getting these books. So I went out and knocked on this first door, and the lady inside yelled, "Who is it?" And I told her who it was. I just said, "You know, my name's Kaylee." And she came out, and she had one of those chain locks um, on the door, so it opened about this much. I couldn't really see her. <laughs> so I started canvassing her, and the first book I pulled out, um, it's the book Desire of Ages, but it had a different cover, and it's called They Call Him Jesus. And if you see one word on the front, it's the book, They Call Him Jesus. So I pulled out, that was actually not the first book I pulled out. I pulled out Steps of Christ first and I started canvassing on it. She's like, not that one. I want the one that says Jesus. And in the split second, I had to think, I was like, how do you know? Because I hadn't her that book yet. So I was like, well, I have that book. So I pulled it out of my bag and she immediately opened her door all the way. And she's like, that one, I need that book. So she grabbed it from me and was just hugging it to her and telling me again and again, this is the book I was looking for. And she began to explain to me that just a few minutes prior, she'd been laying on her couch trying to listen to her TV, but it was getting really staticky. So she turned it off and was laying there thinking how she wished she had this book because her daughter-in-law had just bought this book a few days prior from another canvasser. But her daughter-in-law had just left and so she didn't have the book and she was wishing she could be reading it right then. And I knock on her door, and she just knew that I had that book. It gives me goosebumps every time telling it because (laughs) the Lord worked that out to the second. He answered my prayer and her prayer within 30 seconds of us both praying. And it's just, it's a reminder to me that this is the Lord's work. He's using us to be able to reach people where they are. And it's not just the books either. I remember one day in particular, I knocked on this lady's door, and she didn't have the money and she seemed somewhat uninterested. So I, um, went down to one of our smaller books, just this little one. Um, and I shared with her and she still didn't have the money, but I asked if I could pray with her before I left. And I, I did. And she was in tears and very grateful that I was praying for her. Um, and I was also able to leave her with a little glow tract, um, up about peace. I don't remember the exact title, the promise of peace. Thank you. Promise of peace. Um, and it was just, She was so grateful that I was willing to pray with her and leave her that little thing. I didn't sell a book. I didn't leave her with um, anything big. But just the prayer and the glow check made a difference in her life. Um, And so those experiences are just inspiring to me um, that the Lord can use me um, to reach those people.
0: And the Lord can use each one of you as well. See, this is why I left Kaylee till the last day. Not just because she wasn't going to be here, but because I knew you'd want to just keep listening to her. And <laughs> because she has amazing stories too. And I just praise the Lord that it, uh, it excites her to serve others as much as it does me. So um, while I'm trying to get this microphone back on myself... I just want to encourage you, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever come to your door with MAGA books. These are called MAGA books. They're magazine, magazine size, but they're books taken from the desire of ages, great controversy, steps to Christ. This one is absolutely fantastic. Habits that heal goes over a lot of that habits that Americans um, struggle with, and some of the health message that can help them. This is the answer book. It asks the most commonly asked questions in the Bible, with the question in bold, in yellow, and the answers are straight from the Bible. So, But I don't know if they've come to your doors before or not. I love it when they come to mine. They don't recently, because I live out way out in the middle of nowhere. But um, these are not just for us to buy and use for ourselves. These are fantastic witnessing tools. I had Kaylee bring me four of them because yesterday, I don't know, I was walking somewhere and I was just thinking about it. The Lord put it on my heart. I know a new believer. And these would be a huge blessing to her. So I got some um, in order to share them with her. So if anyone ever comes to your door, you have the opportunity, which there's a few here if you wanted today. Um, think about others. Think of how you can witness and be a blessing to others with them. Thank you, Kaylee, for sharing with us. All right, just a few more things. I want to tell you about Happy Mail, and I forgot, I, took, I told the kids in primary about Happy Mail yesterday, and I forgot to bring a couple of the things back with me, but that's okay. I'll just tell you about them. So one of the things that I, maybe you've looked up here on the table and seen this. There was a box of popcorn. Mm -hmm. Had three packages of popcorn in it. I said it, I I don't even remember now what it said. Just stopping by or drop, just popping in. That one said to say, how are you? These popcorns said to say, hi. Anyways, you can take what we call happy mail, happy mail, because it makes people happy when they receive it in the mail. And a box of popcorn, you can just slap a, piece of paper with their address on the front and tape it on. And then we always put a message on the back too. And you can just mail that. You don't have to put it in a box or a package. You can just send that through the mail. And it's so fun to receive things like that. The other thing that I forgot to bring back is a little box of M&Ms. We send little candy boxes through the mail as well. And you can just put their address on the front. I usually type it out and put tape over it. Then I put a message on the back. The M&M one, I had a message that said, many and many thanks, because M&M, so many and many thanks for all you do. And I think we've sent it to a bunch of people, but the last one was to the youth directors, Chad Bernard and uh, Craig Harris at the conference. And oh, we got some happy texts from them when they received their boxes in the mail. But just fun little things that make people happy. We actually, I didn't have time to go get another one, and I couldn't find the picture, but a Frisbee. We've even sent a Frisbee in the mail. Yes, we have. We got an envelope, and we put some glow tracks in it, wrote a little message, and addressed the envelope, and then we taped it on the front of the Frisbee really well. And I don't remember the message on the inside of the Frisbee, but we got a picture from one of the families that we sent the Frisbee to, and the mail person had, like, somehow roped it on the front of their mailbox, so the door was open and it was like sitting right there. Anyways, they got it delivered and they loved their Frisbee, so it it made them happy, like happy mail is supposed to do. One other thing that we sent through the mail is, you guys remember the game Hopscotch, right? Well, this is bubble wrap hopscotch. (laughs) So we just cut squares out of bubble wrap, we used a black marker to write the numbers, we stacked them up and put cardboard on either side of them and then wrapped up the package and sent it to them. And they had so much fun. They were, this was a while ago, and the family that we sent it to, their kids were probably like, I don't know, four and six or five and seven, something like that. And they had so much fun with their bubble wrap hopscotch. I can just hear it popping now. <laughs> So that's when so you can be creative really you can send anything through the mail I've heard of people sending uh, bouncy balls like like one of those um, beach balls that you blow up you blow it up and they wrote their address on the outside or flip-flops I heard somebody send flip-flops through the mail so I guess you can send anything as long as it has an address <laughs> but you'd have to send two packages because there's two flip-flops so All right, so I want to tell you about something that Weimar is doing. Kaylee is going to Weimar this coming fall, and we wanted to go out and check it out and see what it was like. And one of the programs that we were involved in when we spent time there was what they call Total Community Involvement. And this is an experience where their staff and their students take every Wednesday off from their academics and from their work. And they're all involved. I don't know exactly what they call them, but they're basically ministry groups. They all have, they all have a small ministry group that they're involved in. And they may go to the nursing home or they may go and do visitation. or I mean, there's just so many. And so what Kaylee and I were involved in, they have something, a park ministry. So some of their students are all prepared for kids to meet them at the park. And they play with these kids. Their parents are there, so they interact with the parents as well and make contact. And then did I, yeah, here's them playing. And then they're even, they have a snack planned and they have a craft planned. And so we spent, I don't know, it must have been an hour and a half or so, at least, um, at the park with these kids and their families interacting um, with them. It was such a neat ministry. And these kids, some of them live right by the park, so they know to come. But it's just a routine thing they do during good weather at the park anyways. Um, Every week, they meet them there to play and make connections. My husband and my boys were able to go um, with a group that helped a family whose husband had just become paraplegic And so they helped split wood and haul wood and stack wood for this family. Um, And so they were able to be a real blessing. And this is just an amazing program that Weimar has going on that's really changing lives and ministering to people in their communities. They're getting to know people in their communities and they have contacts. They have Bible studies going on and they have had baptisms because of this total community involvement. Oh, there's one more picture here. Um, Of just them cutting wood. Anyways, they they are really seeing that this program that they have going on throughout their school year is making a difference in the community. People know who they are. They know where they can come for help, and they're seeing a huge difference, um, even in their church and school, uh, because of it. So it's just a blessing. Kaylee's excited to go there and be part of such a mission-minded school. Um, Another thing, this was, this says, thank you for making me one smart cookie. And even though I have homeschooled my kids throughout the years, they have participated in different homeschool programs or classes. They've had piano teachers and various teachers where we have wanted to say thank you so much for the difference that you've made in our lives. And so this one specifically was just cookies, and um, it definitely made the teachers happy. If you don't know, in May, um, I think it's the second week of May, is Teacher Appreciation Week. And so it's important, teachers work so hard. Oh, they don't get paid what they're worth. They work many, many hours, but it's important to appreciate our children's teachers. This one is a fun one. It started out as, excuse me, (laughs) this little, let's see if I can find it. It started out as just a glow track. There's the crayons, but there's a little glow track that has a crayon. Yes, here's the coloring book and the crayons. I added this, I don't know where it went. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Yes. This says, color the world with God's love. So just an idea to help inspire people to share God's love with others. There's a crayon in it, and so there's a tiny little coloring page. So if you were in a waiting room or something like that, you know, the adult could color it. And I thought, well, I should have something for kids. And so that's why we added, we have also coloring books and crayons, and then you just put a kid's glow track on the the back of the crayon box. This is fun to leave in waiting rooms. We've also taken it to um, the hospital and left it at the nurse's station so that when they have children there at the hospital, they can share them with the children who are stuck in the hospital. So that has been a lot of fun. This one is for church visitors. Maybe some of you are great at this already and you have little gifts waiting in your church lobby. Uh, Maybe some of you need ideas. Um, you can do a whole variety of things. This just had a thank you for worshiping with us today, and it had contact information. It was around 4th of July, so there was a little loaf of bread. Now, this is obviously perishable, so this is not something you could just leave there. Um, and then there's a glow track pack, but some other ideas. You might um, add one of these popcorn, microwave popcorns, and have a thanks for popping in tag. Or you might have an apple, it says you are the apple of God's eye, or a candle, it's non-perishable, let your light so shine. Or you might have a package of gum in there that says, we hope you'll stick around. (laughs) Um, Lots of different ideas. The the whole idea is whatever you want to put in that bag, then you start thinking about it. Okay, Lord, what can I say, what cute little saying can I use to go with this item? That's pretty much what I do. So lots of different things that you can put in that, but it's nice to make visitors feel welcome and hopefully they'll want to come back. This is a great one for when tragedy strikes. You you know this world is getting to be a very hard place. We hear about shootings and disasters, all sorts of things all the time. just more and more and more. And so when things like that go on, It kind of shakes people up. It kind of gets their attention. And so this is fantastic. It says, there are situations in life into which we are thrust. This penny is to remind you that in God we trust. And so there's a few different glow tracks that you can attach to this. But that's a great one, to direct people to God when trouble is going on. Now the last little section that I want to share with you. All of these things you can help get others involved. You can invite people to do it with you. You can make a church event out of it. But following are just a few ideas recently that we have used for specifically getting people involved and engaging them and asking them to take something and go out. Um, These are just muffins. And it must have been, there's a Black Friday tract so it must have been in thanks, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, because it says very thankful for you on the muffin tag. And so we wanted our church members to know that we were very thankful for them, but we made enough and wrapped enough up that they could also take some with them and share them with other people. And so they took the muffins that were left over after they all took some and they took the tracks and they shared them with those people in their circle of influence. So we wanted to let them know we appreciated them, but we wanted to equip them also to go out and do that for somebody else. Yes, ma'am. How many muffins did you She says, how many muffins did I make? I don't remember. We do so much baking. This was for one of our, ch- our churches are not that big. So I don't know. We maybe made 50 muffins, and there might have been 20 or 25 people that took them, and then they took the rest out. So... We tend to do a lot of baking though, and uh, so it all runs together. (laughs) All right, so this is an on-the-go missionary toolbox. We've done this in our churches where we had times to get together. We supplied all the missionary things that they might put into a missionary toolbox. Um, but I also, this specific one in this picture was what I gave some people for Christmas. Sometimes sometimes it's hard to know what to get people when they have enough money to get themselves things. And so I struggle with that, and I ask the Lord every year, what should I get, you know, this person or that person, or what should I do? I tend to nav- uh, gravitate more to the creative Um, homemade type things. And so this is what I did one year on the go missionary toolbox for some of my family members. And so they were in little, you know, plastic containers. There were, okay, here, I'll show you what was in them. Uh, The story of hope. There were some bookmarks, you know, that have some of our beliefs on there with Bible texts, a bunch of glow tracks, sharing books. There was a couple of cards in there. There was a light, unshackled DVD. <clears throat> Anyways, just lots of different things that we put in there. And this was, the idea was that they would keep it in their car so that whenever they were out and about, they would always have something to be a missionary if they need it, if they came in contact with somebody or a, a conversation started. And so this was a good way for them to be all set to be a missionary when they were out and about another thing, we had a Christmas open house at our house one time. We love to have people over and I love to give people an opportunity to give because the more we give, the easier it is. And we should all be very willing and accustomed to giving. So, um, so we did, we had all sorts of fun things and we had a nice social time, but I also had this It was when the campfire, there were lots of fires going on in California. I'm not sure if that was the time. Was that around Paradise, California, maybe? Anyways, um, so we had this jar there, and people donated money. Um, And so then we donated over $200 to that California campfire relief fund. And another time, I should have had Kaylee tell about this, actually. This was when Kaylee wanted, I don't remember how she heard about it, but she heard about a school in eBay, an eBay that was um, raising money and collecting, they needed things for their school. Their school was falling apart. The building was even cracking, um, and so they needed help. And so Kaylee even made a flyer and took it to our churches and asked them if they would donate school supplies or they could donate money because sometimes that's just easier for people, and that's very well accepted as well. Anyway, she collected, I believe, over $300 as well as all these school supplies. And there was one of the missionaries came to the States. And so it was easy to get it to her. Anyways, they told us the money was actually going to go to a greenhouse. And $300 was about a third of the price of that greenhouse. And so it ended up being a blessing, not just for us, but we gave other people an opportunity to join us in that And so anyways, I I never feel bad about asking. I would feel bad asking money for me, but I never feel bad asking other people to donate to help a worthy cause because there are so many. And here in America, even the poorest people really are so blessed and have so much compared to other people. And so we just want to make it a habit to give and to help others. Another time that we asked the church to help us was these kids put together— Um, these disaster care kits, and if you talk with Shelly Ringstaff at the conference, they collect school kits, I believe, and then care kits for children and care kits for adults, and so when a disaster happens and people are out of all these personal items, they take these bags and they distribute them, and so the kids at the school, a long time ago, wanted to do this, But everyone was able to donate, you know, shampoo, towels, soap, combs, all those types of things. And the kids had so much fun putting all these bags together and then donating them to the conference. And so that's a blessing. Even if they couldn't specifically be involved, they could help contribute. All right. So the last story that I want to share with you. Well, really what I want to do is I just really want to urge you to get out in your communities to love people, to help people, to pray with people, to share hope. You know, this what this world needs is hope. And we know the source of that hope. And so it is our duty and our privilege to be out sharing. Um, this is my husband, David, and I. Uh, this was, I don't know, maybe a year and a half. It was during covid Um, probably a year and a half ago or so, and we went door to door. We didn't stop going door to door. Now, we did right at first, (laughs) but as things kind of gradually eased up a little, we went door to door, and of course you would take precaution or be careful, whatever we needed to do. But we found that when we went door to door, people were so receptive. (laughs) People were lonely. People were struggling, and they were so grateful when we came to pray with them. And so we took these little hanging bags. I have a couple of samples up here on this table. Um, On the little card, it says, We live in challenging times. People are searching for peace and hope, but these are often hard to find. This gift book offers a solution for today's trouble and shares a plan for finding hope. We pray that this book will strengthen you for today and encourage you for your journey. And then if if they had any questions or needed prayer, then we left an email address so that they could get a hold of us. Uh, This is the other side, we also put in a health glow track because obviously it was right in the middle of COVID, but our experience there, it was a very short that evening. I think we were only out for about 45 or 50 minutes, but we only did a very small group of houses because we met person after person after person who one lady was struggling. Her husband was struggling with cancer. And she was all alone. She had just moved to the area. And so she just encouraged. She appreciated prayer and just talking with someone and being encouraged. We met another lady who was going through a divorce. And we just met so many people that evening who just needed hope. And they needed a listening ear. They needed somebody to encourage them. And that evening specifically, but many other times, remind me of this quote that says, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching people. The Savior mingled with people as one who desired their good. He showed sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he invited them, follow me. We need to come close to the people by personal effort. If we would give less time to sermonizing and more time to personal ministry, greater results would be seen. The poor are to be relieved, the sick care for the sorrowing and the bereaved comforted, the ignorant instructed, the inexperienced counseled, we are to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. Accompanied by the power of persuasion, the power of prayer, and the power of the love of God, this wor- work will not, cannot be without fruit. He's promised that his word would not return into him void. And we just, you know, this was so simple. We knocked on the door. We said something like, hi, my name is Amy. This is David. We're from a local church, and we're just offering hope and happiness in our community. And this, we would hand the book. We would say, this is just a little gift. Um, We hope that it encourages you. And we would say, we are also praying for people tonight. Do you have any special prayer requests that we can pray for? Those two words, hope and happiness. They're pretty elusive out there these days. And so sometimes if we're out there offering health too, we might say hope and health or something like that. But it really catches people because it's something that's really missing for our, for our in our world right now. Our communities are so full of opportunities. Your street is probably so full of opportunities to minister to people and to love people. And so I hope that you will start looking for ways that you can mingle with people, minister to people's needs and win their confidence. You pray as you work, and it will not be in vain. 1 Timothy, or First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Jesus is really coming soon, and we are his special people, and we need to be telling others about him. Just one last quote. God expects personal service from everyone. Everyone. Did you hear that? No excuses. Everyone to whom he has entrusted a knowledge of the truth for this time. Not all can go as missionaries to foreign lands, but all can be home missionaries in their families and their neighborhoods. And that's in volume 9 of the Testimonies for the Church, page 30. Now is the time to let our light shine, isn't it? We want to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. So my question is, will you do this? Will you let your light shine? Will you be a blessing, serve, help, teach, give, love, so that the world will know our Savior's love and so that we can go home? Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we want to go home, and we want to take our friends and our neighbors. Lord, we want to take strangers with us. We want to take our families with us. So, Father, you've given us this work to do, not just to bless others. You've given it to us to build our characters, to make us more like you. And you've also given it to us so that we can be a blessing to those around us, so that we can share your word and your hope, Lord, with those in our communities. Lord, inspire us. Show us how we can serve you. Show us what the needs are in our communities, Lord, in our churches, on our streets. Those who we come in contact with, Lord, show us what we can do to be a blessing, Lord. And we just thank you so much for the gift that you've given to us in being able to serve you and to serve others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org/slash audio22 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcasts.